Hello and welcome back to the Drew View. Today on the show, we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence chatbots, such as ChatGPT, plans for next week's content, today's weird fact of the day, and more. I'm Drew Bennett, and you're listening to the Drew View. Alrighty, folks. So as I mentioned before, I'm not going to hit on news stories just because I want to hit on them, uh, just because that's what I need to do. There's not a whole lot of stories that are in the news right now, so I'm not going to spend a bunch of time talking about old topics or talking about topics that don't really matter to you and that don't have a direct impact on your life. So I'm just going to go through, talk to you a little bit about what I've been thinking about lately, what's been going on with the show, just some things like that. But before I jump right on into that, I do want to talk about something that is my views have been going down a little bit this week. And one of the reasons I think is because I already fell through on one of my promises. I said in my first introduction episode that on Mondays, you're going to get a question of the day. And what did I do? I dropped the ball. I forgot to do a question of the day on Monday. So you're going to get it now. I'm going to ask you the question of the day on Wednesday. My apologies for not getting that to you. I've been kind of thinking about a lot of things in the news and had some things I want to talk about and totally forgot, dropped the ball on it. But anyway, here it is. Question of the day for this week. What is the most deadly job in America? That is, what is the most deadly job in America? Again, if you want the answer to that question, you're going to have to wait until the end of the episode. But again, I apologize for not having that to you Monday, but there it is. Another thing I just wanted to mention is that yesterday was Tuesday, and you guys were probably thinking, hmm, there was no Top 10 Tuesday or no Talking to Teen segment. So what is going on? This guy's forgotten about all his segments. What is happening here? Well, that's for a reason. That's because I have a Talking to Teen segment that's going to be happening next week, and I think that's going to be really important. And there were also a few things that I wanted to talk about in the news yesterday. So I hit on that. So expect those things to come next week and from then on. I just had a few important things that I wanted to hit on in the news. Okay, so an article came out today that was about chatbots and kind of something to do with that, and that is Google is planning to release a chatbot named Bard, B-A-R-D, Bard. I'm like, that's an odd name, but okay, uh, to compete with ChatGPT as, a to, uh, as like tools like that become more popular. So if you don't know what ChatGPT is, it's this artificial intelligence chatbot, so to speak. And basically what you can do is ask it just about anything. And some of the things you can ask it are totally bizarre. You can ask it to write a rap about any given topic and it'll spit out some long form rap about it. It's just insane what it can do. And one of the things that it has been problematic for is educators. And that's kind of one thing I want to talk about, because if you don't remember from my introduction episode, I do want to go into education. So as somebody who is in, uh, interested in teaching and in teaching history and government and politics specifically, how is things like this going to impact how you teach? How is that going to impact different things like that? A lot of teachers have been saying that it has been harmful as their students are using it for their papers and stuff, and they're not actually getting the information. All they're doing is typing uh, these different questions that are being asked into these chatbots, and it's spitting out a good answer. And that's one thing I will say is they have spit out some great answers. Uh, Heimler's History is a really great guy. He teaches 
history for like AP US history, AP world history, different AP courses. He gives these broken down videos that you can learn from. He's a really great resource, but he did a video on it as well. And he was kind of trying to stump it. And he was asking a different sort of uh, AP questions that you would get on your short answer uh, segment. And he was saying, you know, how are these resources going to do? Are they going to spit out an answer that is complete or are they going to spit out like a one sentence answer that doesn't really make sense? And he did it. And when he was analyzing it, he was like, wow, that is an incredible answer. He was mentioning that if a student, though, who does not know so much about these different things, either is not good in class, you know, is not a great student, doesn't get good grades on tests and stuff, all of a sudden starts bringing in papers that look this pitch perfect, it's going to be easy to tell. So that is one thing that I thought was interesting is that it spits out such great answers and it's not just super dumbed down answers, oversimplified answers. They give it uh, to you in depth. They give you these answers in depth. And it's really astonishing, honestly, that we have artificial intelligence, which is smarter than probably 90% of the students on, uh, you know, taking these questions, answering these questions on these AP tests. It's really crazy to me that we can just have a chat bot that's able to answer these questions better than probably 90% of the people, uh, the students that were testing on these things. As a teacher, that's a little bit concerning, right? You don't want your students just getting all this stuff from the internet, from these chatbots, and then putting it on their paper and calling it good enough. And one of the things that's difficult about this is that there are so many different ways that you can have it regenerate answers and regenerate answers that it's hard to see whether or not somebody copied and pasted it from a site like ChatGPT or things like that, unless you know that individual and you know that either the writing is way too good for their level or, you know, different things like that. Sometimes it is wrong. Sometimes the answers aren't complete or things like that. And you can tell the main worry with a lot of teachers is what needs to be done about this, right? How are we going to make sure that students are actually learning the information and not just getting it from some online source? And that is one thing that I find really perplexing. It's a really good question. So how much do we let these students rely on this resource versus how much do we say, no, you need to start thinking for yourself? Because on one hand, I see the argument where it's like, hey, in the real world, students are going to have access to resources like this if they need these answers to these questions. So why not let them use them? Why not let them use these different sources, use their resources? But then at, at the same time, you're not teaching them to think for themselves. And especially in terms of history, politics, government, there are so many different sides, so many different angles to these things that students really need to learn how to think for themselves and not just say, okay, this is what the internet told me, because there are so many other sides and students could have, uh, you know, they might not make the most coherent argument. The argument that is made by a chat bot might be better or it might be more backed up with facts, but students answering these questions how their brain pieces it together sometimes is incredibly important. And it even gives new insight for teachers, for fellow students into looking at these topics in a way that has never been looked at before. I know that's a big thing in a lot of history classes is students will bring up a unique perspective. And that's not something that anybody's ever heard before. It's certainly not something that you're going to hear a chatbot spit out. And so I think that's why we really need to make sure that we are teaching students that they need to think for themselves. And I think the best thing to do is to make these things in-person discussions. 
instead of having them write down all these things, why don't you ask these students, hey, I have this question for you about what we're learning, and ask them a question and see how well they can talk about it and back it up with facts and reasoning and do that as a class discussion. I think that would be a beneficial way to make sure that students aren't using these online resources. And though writing is important, just do that writing when it's monitored and things like that to make sure that students aren't cheating. I think that's really the best way that you're going to combat this. All that to say, I do kind of get a little bit scared by AI and the fact that it's smarter than a lot of people are. But again, at the end of the day, it's only as smart as the people who program it. So the people had to come together to make these uh, robots say everything that they can say and all the things like that. So it's not like the robots are going to take over the world, although sometimes it it does seem like it. It does seem like we're going to be tending more and more toward a world where it's just completely dominated by artificial intelligence instead of actual intelligence. It's kind of crazy. Alrighty, I'm not going to skip out on this one. I know I dropped the ball on Monday and Tuesdays, a content that I talked about in the introduction, but I'm not going to drop the ball on Wednesdays. Here we go. We got our weird fact of the day for Wednesday. The weird fact of the day is that Meriwether Lewis and William Clark, the two people that went on the expedition out west after the Louisiana Purchase, they brought back two bear cubs and a prairie dog for President Jefferson as a gift. Isn't that interesting? They brought back two bear cubs and a prairie dog. And, you know, you might have thought that he would have looked at these bear cubs and said, what are you doing? Get these out of here. Nope. Those bear cubs stayed and lived in the South Lawn of the White House. So I think one of the most unique pets that the White House has uh, ever seen is two bear cubs. I thought that was pretty interesting. That was a strange fact of the day. But one thing I kind of did note was that Jefferson famously loved science and he loved this like exploration type stuff. He loved hearing the stories behind these new plants and animals that Lewis and Clark would talk about and bring back. And he displayed a lot of these skins and hides and different things that were brought back to him in the White House. And I remember going to Monticello, which is Jefferson's home. And there he had a lot of different things like this too. When you first walk in, you see these different hides and skins and it's pretty interesting and it shows how much he was interested in these things. So something interesting for you for today. Now I know today's a little bit of a shorter episode, but the past couple episodes have been getting longer and longer and I want to make sure that I'm getting you what you guys need to know and what's valuable to you in a shorter amount of time and not just dumping a bunch of stuff on you in a long amount of time that you don't have time for. So today's going to be a little bit shorter. The last thing I want to talk about is what are my plans for next week? So I have spring break at my school next week, and I'm going to be going to Gulf Shores, Alabama. So I'm going to be going away for a little while. It's going to be a week or so that I'm not going to be able to record content from my home. So it'll be interesting because I think I'm going to record some of the content here before I go, but I'll also record some of the content down in Alabama while I'm there. I just don't want to spend the whole time I'm on vacation recording new content, but I also don't want to take a break uh, and completely stop uploading in only my third week. So I think what I'm going to do is a couple days out of the week, I'm going to have things pre-recorded and you'll be able to tell when those are. Uh, I'm not going to really be talking about news stories or stories that are in the news because by the time I you know, record a discussion about them or record a commentary about them and upload them, they'll be irrelevant. 
but I also don't want to let you guys not hear about any news commentary or not hear about the news, what's going on in the world. So I will be uploading probably two days a week, at least probably Monday and Wednesday is what I'm thinking will be the days that I record content for down in Alabama. So those two days, you can probably don't hold me to it, but you can probably expect news commentary. And then Tuesday and Thursday, I will probably have an interview recorded. And Thursday, I will probably have a history segment recorded. So that's just a little bit of an update about what you can expect next week. Now, to answer the question of the day, just to revisit it, what is the most deadly job in America? And the answer is, drumroll please, president. That's probably not what you were expecting, but president is the most deadly job in America. Why is that? Well, eight out of the 45 presidents we have had died in office. Uh, You might be saying, 45? We're on 46, dude. Well, uh, if you don't know, we had one president twice. Uh, He served two terms that weren't consecutive. He served, uh, I think he was the 20 and 22nd president, but technically there was only 45 people that held the position. It would be like if Trump won again or something and he became the 45th and 47th. We really wouldn't have 47 presidents. We would have 45 presidents, but because they served, uh, they didn't serve consecutive terms like back to back terms like most presidents do. We technically consider them uh, two different presidents, which is kind of weird. But anyway, that's kind of how it goes. So out of the 45 that we've had, eight died in office. That's almost a 20% death rate, which is astonishing. Uh, If President Biden, obviously, this is not me wishing death upon President Biden, but if he were to die in office, that would bring it up to a 20% death rate, which is just outrageous. Uh, Obviously, I don't really, I hope that doesn't happen. But if it does, that would bring it up to a 20% death rate, which is just astonishing for a job to have such a high death rate. Uh, But also, it kind of makes sense when you're talking about a bunch of old guys who are leading an entire country. So a lot of people don't like them. And they're also really old. So there's also a lot of pressure on them. So I guess it kind of does make sense that between the pressure, people not liking you and old age, that probably can't be a good combination. All right. Thank you guys for sticking around until the end of the episode. Be sure to subscribe to the channel wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review the show. And be sure to share it with your friends. Let them know what's going on at the Drew View if you are enjoying what you're seeing. I'm going to close in my prayer real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for another opportunity to get on and talk about different things that are on my mind and that are in the news. Father, I just pray that you continue to give me wisdom and speak the words that you want me to say to this microphone so that the people who are listening can hear what you want them to hear. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. I pray that you continue to give the leaders of our world and our country wisdom and provide them with health as they go through their jobs. Father, thank you again for all that you do for us. In your name we pray. Amen.
You guys are awesome. Thank you for sticking around for another day of the Drew View. I can't wait to see you all back here again tomorrow. Make sure you're coming back each and every day so you get up-to-date analysis and hear more from me. Thank you. I'll see you tomorrow. And until then, stay blessed.